just told you who I thought I was. A guy. There's no excuse for not living up to your fullest potential. No excuse. Let's do it, Black Excellence. Let's go. go, go. What's going on, Say Loud Podcast? Once again, it is your host, Boogie the Beast, tuning in to the best podcast, hopefully on the world, but you know, I'm just trying to get there little by little. I'm up here right now, crack of dawn early in the morning, but it is the only time I could get this man to sit still before he goes and shows devotion to some people that he cares about. But before we get into what he does, I wanted you guys to know who he is. So without further ado, one of my friends since high school, um, one of the most dangerous and thrill-seeking pin droppers there was back in the day. Football uh, taught me how to speak Nigerian, actually, before anybody else. Yoruba. Uh, Yoruba. Bawani. Everybody say Bawani to my man, Mr. Adi. 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 I forgot your... Oh, Adimola Aiz Adenarian. Adimola Afis Adenarian. Afis Adenarian, man. What's up, man? Thank you so much for... For joining me today. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate you just reaching out to me and uh, asking me to be on the podcast. No worries, man. Yeah, he uh, he got fully dressed for this, even though we're just uh, only recording, but it's cool. I'll make fun my, of him. I put my Vans on. He put his Vans on. But uh, but yeah, no, so Adi, you know, you have a lot going on. And, um, you know, for those who don't follow him on Instagram, I hope you do by the end of this or just gain some tips or get left in the past. But before we get into what you have going on to help others, um, I kind of wanted people to understand who you were and, you know, the, the background of all of it. So the floor is yours, but don't treat this like a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so my name is Adi. Um, I was born in Lagos in Nigeria, moved to the U.S. when I was four years old, still speak the language fluently. Um, I tried to try to teach Jordan here a few words. Barely. Uh, here and there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, lived in, lived in California for a little bit and moved to Arizona. Um, you know, been out, been out here in the West Coast for, for some time. And um, went to University of Arizona, got my degree in communications uh, with a business minor. Um, and now I'm just trying to you know, change people's lives uh, every day. Every day I wake up, I try to impact you know, at least one person's life and uh, do it through love and positivity. And um, I can honestly say that I'm just very blessed to be able to wake up in the morning and do what I'm passionate about. And um yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing my man so just so they know you know what i'm saying uh, what high school did you happen to go to where so, we met so i went to uh north high school shout out to the mustangs north high mustangs class of 2010 man man um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of crazy things that uh that were experienced uh on 12th street and thomas man shout out man shout out to the stugo room but uh <laughs> deca pizzas oh my gosh uh, so many things going back um but no you know like you said <laughs> before we go down that avenue let, let's keep it on but um you know what was it like to be um were you because you were first generation then yes uh, um not immigrate, first generation American. No. Yes, um, my my parents uh, both went to school in Nigeria, um, and we actually won a lottery visa. So in Nigeria, like the way it works, uh, the, the the lottery there, so there's a lottery visa to come to America versus you know the traditional lottery here in the U.S. where you know you win the lottery and you win millions and millions of dollars um, in Nigeria at that time, um, and and other African nations were doing it as well where um, the, the lottery visa is just an opportunity to come to the U.S. Um, for a certain amount of time before you can um, 
before you can apply to get your actual uh, citizenship. Citizenship, um, which um, I'm now um, a citizen of the of the U.S. Been been a citizen probably for about uh, 14 years. Um, That's what's up. So I have dual citizenship here and Nigeria. Um, yeah. What was it like? Um, you know, kind of fast forwarding, but what was it like? You know, going into like eighth grade into high school when you became conscious of like nobody is like me except you know the ones that my parents kind of put me around so i mean uh a lot of the people that i grew i grew up around um you know i have i have relatives that are you know you know in in other states uh, that are they're nigerian as well but just growing up here um just being around you know family members um and a lot of my friends, it, it it was a little it was a little different because you know the language that I spoke was different. And what people what people most of the time don't even know about me is that like I had to learn English just like anyone else that immigrated here from another country. Um, and for anyone who doesn't have English as their first language, English English is not an easy language to learn. So even just trying to pick up on little things, and um, I always I always tell I always tell a story of when I was a freshman in high school uh-huh. uh, at North, and uh, the English teacher, and I felt like I had a somewhat good grasp of English at that time, but um, the English teacher had made a comment that I didn't know the difference between um, weather and weather, and she and she had she had said to me that, oh, like, you know, I, I understand, you know, English isn't your first language, you're not from this country, and that was one of the, that was an eye-opening moment for me, like, wow, like, you know, I, I I felt like I had I had come so far in terms of learning English, but it was like, wow, you still have a lot, you know, a little a little lot to go. Yeah, you know, you still have a lot a lot left to, uh, you know, accomplish left or to look, you obtain. Know, yep, left to accomplish and let, uh, you know a lot to learn, and it was a it was an eye opening experience. Just and, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know why to this day, like 25 years old, I still think back to that situation, like, um, and it kind of almost humbles me, like any time that. Um, that I think that I've, you know, grasped something that there's always more you can learn. And, and, and I always take that, uh, I honestly, you know, take that into various avenues of my life. Um, you know, even in fitness now, like, uh, there's always room to learn, to grow, to, uh, seek more knowledge. I always tell people that you can never know enough. Mm. So, um, and I learned that at a young age, whether, whether it was learning English or you know learning different things about about life now, there's never you know there's you know the the knowledge never stops. So. Now the crazy part about you know being uh, English being your second language that you learn on top of learning Spanish because right. you are you habla español. Claro que sí. Uh, um, pero um, <laughs> you were in the IB program at North, yes. uh, which is the International Bachelorette, Bachelorette, Bachelorette program. Bachelorette right. program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were still already still above. So that's like AP classes on top of still learning English. Do you think that gave you um, an advantage um, going into the, the, the next level of, of college or throughout high school? So um, to anyone who's listening to this podcast who is um, – of Nigerian descent, or you know, does have Nigerian parents. Bowie. Um, there, <laughs> one thing about uh, about Nigerian people and even immigrants, you know, from 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 other countries, um, education is very important. Um, very. So, so for both of my parents, um, it's it it, it it was always important to have our education and to to learn and 
Um, you know, getting degrees is something that you know isn't 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 something that's far fetched for for uh, a Nigerian immigrant. You know that's why you know you see a lot of Nigerians that are that are doctors, that are lawyers. That are I was engineers. just about to comment on that, but I'm gonna wait. Yeah, um, and that's just something that it's just expected from us, you know. Um, so being in the, uh, the international baccalaureate program was just something that was expected for from me from my parents that you know uh, in high school I was gonna push myself to the to the utmost limits educationally. So um, you know, where, whereas most people would, you know, might've taken honors classes, my parents wanted me to exceed that. So that's why they wanted me to do the IB program because they heard that it was more challenging than honors classes. <laughs> so to a Nigerian parent, they're like, Oh, this is more challenging than, than honors classes. Oh, my child is going to, you know, uh, learn at a accelerated rate. I need to put my child in that. So, um, actually, uh, my two little sisters, uh, Ola and Nikki, uh, or two of my three little sisters, um, that that have already gone through high school and went to North as well. They were also in the IB program, um, just because it was just something that m- my parents felt like, okay, you know, our 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 children need to experience this. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and just being in the IB program, like I I honestly saw it as a blessing. Uh, not only was I one of the very few African Americans, but I was one of the very few Africans that were that were in the IB program at that time, and. Um, you know, along with uh, my friend, you know, Bryce Wood. Shout out Bob Montings, Bryce <laughs> Michael Wood. Um, and just uh, just meeting him and, and meeting, you know, meeting Jordan Josh and just meeting, you know, meeting other. Um, Shout out to Josh. He started in IB. <laughs> uh, and just just meeting different people, um, you know, and all the friendships that I that I made through the IB program and and just getting the opportunity to, to, to learn and to be challenged. Like a lot of times in high school, you know, people, uh, kind of, it's, it's kind of, a, it's kind of an easy ride, but being in the IB program, it definitely wasn't that for me. So, you know, whereas other, other high school kids were, you know, partying and doing, doing all that, I was juggling playing four different sports. I was juggling being in the IB program, um, learning I, a third language. I, I was, I was juggling, you know, jerking at lunch. Yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to find some orange or purple pants so I can pin drop. <laughs> this isn't a lie, guys. That's the sad part. <laughs> I had the coldest pin drop at North High. <laughs> um, so talking about you know juggling and the obstacles that you overcame and all that stuff. Um, right. You know, like you said, you played football. Right. Um, you played baseball. Played basketball. Played basketball and ran track. And ran track. Um, we're not going to go into the basketball and the horror story that that will never foresee, but, um, football took you on, um, and gave you an opportunity to go to college at first. Right. So, um, and my, my football stories are actually pretty, pretty interesting because, um, and once again, this is, this is just, uh, you know, something that I'm pretty sure a lot of people know from, you know, from Nigerian people, soccer, so, a humble Nigerian, uh, story right here. <laughs> soccer is, uh, it's kind of the, the, the national, sport for us so my you know my parents my my father he he played soccer growing up and and that's the only quote-unquote football that's really accepted from Nigerians so when I came to my parents telling them I wanted to play football they were completely confused because soccer season had already ended uh the you know the previous year they're like you didn't play soccer last year and I and I was like no 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 like American football like I want to play American football my parents were so confused like why would you want to do that like why would you want to put your body in harm's way and why would you want to you know do x y and z so um it was you know i literally had to convince them to allow me to play football um 
and you know other uh, other Nigerian people and the Nigerian friends and family members that I, that I have you know have kind of gone through the same thing trying to come come to their parents and ask them about playing you know playing specific sports because you know as Ni- you know as uh, as as Nigerian people soccer is kind of our, our national language uh, national uh, sport, sport language you can say sport yeah, language yeah um, so. Um, yeah, so they, you know, finally allowed me to play. Um, I had, you know, had a lot of fun. Um, then I started, you know, started getting better and better at it. Um, colleges started uh, started coming to me, and um, yeah, it was it, it was it was just a, an interesting experience when my parents uh, actually never came to a single one of my uh, games until my senior year. Um, just because you know, work schedule and and honestly, a part of me thought that you know that that they just still a part of them weren't so comfortable with me playing a sport that was so dangerous in their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it meant it meant so much to be the you know the first game that they came to, um, and I remember seeing them in the stands, and it was uh, it was definitely a, a memorable moment uh, seeing them at my first game. And same thing when I finally you know went to college, my first year. Um, I was in Kansas and then uh, transferred to U of A, and I remember them coming to my first game um, in Tucson, and it was the same thing. Like I remember um, seeing them before and after the game, and it was it was just another it, it was just another uh, you know like it, it, it was milestone. It, it, it was just a, it was just a great feeling to see my parents who you know, for the longest time really hadn't um, liked the sport, but my parents really loved me that much that. That, you know that they kind of told me, you know what? Even though we don't we don't agree with with the sport, we don't agree with um, you know even you playing. But the fact that you're our son, we love you. We're gonna support you no matter what you're doing. Um, and I and uh, you know I really thank my parents for that because they've always done that. No matter no matter what I'm doing, whether it's you know my my fitness journey now or whether it was playing football, it, you know they've always stuck with me and. They've always been supportive of everything that I've done, so I really appreciate them for that. That's awesome. Um, well, at least on the positive side also, you know, through two colleges and high school, you know, if they never had to worry about you being ineligible. So any game that they would have came to, at least at least you would have been on the field playing or on the court. Oh, yeah, that's one so thing. So that's always good, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we're not going to go into the horror story of basketball. Just know Adi and I will forever and always be connected um, for – not being a part of history, but it's cool because I still love him to death. But um, like you said, you mentioned earlier, you said two of your three sisters. So you're the oldest of, yes. of three sisters. Yes. Your youngest sister is getting ready to enter high school in two years. So uh, my baby sister is 11 years old. Okay. Okay. So, that's right. Um, and she actually goes to the same school that uh, that, that our friend Josh um, teaches at. Oh, she's at Magnet? Yeah. She, yep, oh, she, goes, yep, she goes to Magnet. Um and then my, my, my two other sisters, uh, Ola and Nikki. Uh, Ola's actually in law school in Chicago right now. She, Shout out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It makes me feel really old. But, um, and then my, my middle sister, Nikki, she's, uh, she's in Tucson at U of A, and she's getting ready to graduate early. Um, and I, believe, I mean, which isn't really a surprise. Uh, <laughs> like, as much as our parents pushed us, it's, it's kind of like... <laughs> you're right on track but yeah, you still yeah, could right have been earlier track, right <laughs> and, and, and i mean even to this day my parents are still always asking when i'm gonna go get my master's and um <laughs> my get my master's master's and my doctorates and my bro yeah, stereotypically speaking stereotypically speaking i don't think i've ever met a 
dumb or uneducated Nigerian. Yeah, it's just... It, so it's it, like, <laughs> like, every time you see something on the news, like, anything, like, you know, whatever, shade room, like, it'd be like, Nigerian's the first to figure out how to cure cancer with sunglasses. Right. Like, just the craziest things in the world. And, I mean, it's it's just... It's got to feel like pride and honor, you know. To- well, yeah, and it's a, it's almost something where you don't want to let your parents down because, um, at, at least from what my what my parents have told me, um, you know, them growing up in the education system in Nigeria, it's so tough out there that you know when they make it out of that situation and and they raise kids in the U.S., they you know all all they all they have to to draw from is the. Um, the battles that they went through in Nigeria mm-hmm. and how and how tough it was, you know, academically. So they, you know, put that upon us to, you know, basically pass the torch. And you know, we just don't want to let them down. So that's why it's just. I mean, it's not rare to see, you know, a Nigerian, you know, excelling in in medicine and astrophysics. In ac- yeah, in astrophysics while playing or, football. Right. <laughs> blind. <laughs> but no, I respect that. I respect that. Once again, what's happening, Say It Loud Podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast, bringing you guys the best features from the best people for you, by us, all about us, bringing you guys anything that I can. If you know somebody that needs to be on here or you want to be on here yourself with a story, let me know. If you got something you need advertised, let me know. Closed mouths don't get fed. Support is free. Until then, let's get back to this episode. And we're back once again with Say It Loud Podcast. I'm sitting down with the Nigerian prince himself, Mr. Adi, Adi Mola. But we are here for an exact reason, and this is the exact reason why I'm here at the crack of dawn recording this, um, because he has to go and take care of some of his clients, who are also some of my followers. So shout out to you guys supporting your friends. But, um, you know, I think it's time that... uh, some other people understand and hear not only why he started it, but, um, you know, what's the drive and what's the passion. So without further ado, Body by Adi. Body by Adi. So Body by Adi. Um, first of all, first and foremost, I just want to really just thank God for, uh, you know, the position he's really put me in uh, to be able to, once again, like I said earlier, wake up every morning and do what I um, am passionate about. Uh, not everyone has that opportunity. Um, so that's why every day I wake up, I, I, I make sure I thank God and make sure I know how blessed I am because, um, I've been through the, I've been through the corporate world. Um, I've been through the, the corporate umbrellas, you know, so to speak, um, you know, where you have to answer to a boss and your boss has to answer to his boss, his or her boss, um, and so on and so forth up the, up the corporate ladder. Um, and, you know, I've gone through, you know, jobs where, um, you know, you don't really know the reason why you're doing what you're doing, but you're just doing it because someone told you to versus now. Can't stand that. Yeah, versus now I have the opportunity to, every day that I wake up and I do something, it's because it's what I want to do and um, and I'm pushing towards my goals and my journey. Um, and I always tell people um, to really just, you know, follow, follow your passion. And um, I remember um, working at my last company, Insight Enterprises, um, you know, making a, making a, a decent living, you know, making pretty, you know, pretty decent money. Um, and, uh, I kind of, I kind of re- reached a wall where I realized, wow, I'm not really happy in life. And, um, you know, I had all the material things and I had, um, you know, I, I was going out all the time and, uh, and I kind of just had to self-assess and, and realize, you know, what am I doing here? Um, and, 
actually that was the same year that I took a lot of took a lot of trips. You know, went to Brazil, went to everywhere, uh, <laughs> went to Puerto Rico, went to um, actually went to Europe with Jordan. Activo, papa, boy, we was out there. We went. We went to France. We. Uh, we went to Spain. Oh, did we go to Spain? <laughs> um, Activo. And it was just a fun experience, and, and, it, and it really just opened my eyes. And uh, um, I remember after that, when I, when I got back to the States, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm quitting my job on this specific day. I marked it on my calendar, and on that day, I walked into my job, and I quit. I, um, you know, I, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, so that was, that was scary having to tell my parents like, hey, I quit my job and they're asking me what I'm gonna do for money. And I'm like, well, I want to I want to train people. And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? You know, trying to tell your Nigerian parents who've, you know, who've raised you to, you know, get your education, which, you know, I, I, you know, I had done, I, you know, got my bachelor's degree, but um, trying to tell them that I, that I want to train people and do something where you know the, the the finances aren't aren't as set in stone as having a you know having a job where you're working two weeks and getting a paycheck. So um, you know trying to trying to talk to them about that was you know was was scary and I was nervous. Um, but yeah, I quit my job um, and for maybe two three months I was training people for free. I was going to LA Fitness. I was going to EOS. I was Shout driving, out to EOS. I was driving to all these gyms and just training people that I knew. Or people that, that knew me um, and were, would ask for advice, and um, then the more and more research and studying um, that I did, I was like, you know what? Let me get let me get you know some certifications, um, and you know let me chase this passion um, because I yeah, I like to work out. It was something that you know while I was working at my previous job, um, and and I'd be you know in in the office and. You know, I, I have phone calls, I have conference calls, and, I, and I, I'd have all these things. And the one thing that always made me happy that I looked forward to at the end of the day was working out. Get a quick pump. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, that was the thing that brought me the most joy. That was the thing that when I woke up, I was like, wow, like, I can't wait until I get, get into the gym. So then um, after, you know, going, going through all those trips and traveling everywhere and after, you know, having that epiphany that, you know, what uh, life isn't about, you know, material things. Life, you know, life is about... Um, you know, finding the things that make you happy and doing those things and focusing on that. So after doing that, then I was like, you know what, I'm going to chase this, this journey of, uh, of, of, of training people and, and impacting their lives. And um, honestly, it's been the best decision I've, I've ever made. It's been the scariest because like I said, um, coming from my, my background and um, trying to tell your parents that, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and you know what? I don't know how much money I'm going to make. I don't know. You know, I can I can make zero dollars tomorrow, or I can make a million dollars tomorrow. There's really, you know, and being and being an entrepreneur and um, and kind of trying to run my own business was just something that my parents were just like, you know, even to this day they still call you know call me and and check up on me and and I can just hear the the fear in their voice. But like I said, it's been the it's been, it's been the best it's been the best decision I've made because um, you know when I get you know when I get clients that you know reach out to me and, t- and tell me that they really appreciate the help and you know they really appreciate how I've um, you know given them confidence in, in themselves or um, impacted their lives or you know I had uh, I have one client um, she came to me at over three hundred pounds um, and now she's sitting around. 
230, 235. And um, so someone like that, where now you've, you've actually made an impact in her life and um, you know, she's more confident. She's smiling every single day. Every single day she comes in. Um, she never complains about a single, a single workout I give her. Um, you know, hearing those things and, and seeing people like that, that, um, that you really impact their lives. That's something that you don't really get in other, in other career paths. You know, when I was sitting at my desk making calls and trying to sell something, um, to, to the consumer, it was just supply and demand. It wasn't really, you know, me, me impacting anyone's lives. There was a product that, that the, that the client needed and I was, you know, the supplier. Yeah. I was the supplier of that product. Um, versus now what I do, it's, it's, it's a lot more personal. Like I can actually affect someone's life. I can actually, you know, um, I can actually change some, change the way someone, you know, someone feels about themselves. And that's something that no one can, you know, no one can take away. So, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a great journey, but this is only the beginning. Um, body by body is something that I, I see so much more, um, room for growth, um, whether it be in other countries, whether whether it be me me trying to find a way to to touch as many lives in as many as many places as possible, that's what I'm trying to do with my business. Um, and yeah, it's 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 honestly been a blessing. What a life! What a life you live. <laughs> he kind of answered like five of my questions, so I was sitting here this whole time like, what else am I really going to ask him? But then there's a few that I want to ask, but uh. Where, where does the, um, what's, what's the most fulfilling part of training? Do you think just as a whole, I mean, you could speak personally or you could speak as a whole of, as being a trainer, because you do have the certifications to call yourself a a fitness trainer, not just a workout partner with a lot of workout buddies. But what is the most, what, what do you think is the most like I did that or I'm so happy for them? Well, honestly, so or yourself. With with um, just like you said, being uh, being a, a certified uh, personal trainer and um, having some some other certifications, um, what what's really fulfilling to me is when when clients come to me with with a problem and I find a solution for them. So you know whether it be a client that says, "Hey, I you know for some reason I can't lose fat in my in my arms," or um, you know why is it that you know my midsection um, this is where my body is storing the most amount of fat. Um, and I can come to them with a solution or I can come to them with a way to, um, you know, fix their problem. And then the, just the appreciation that once I've helped them, uh, solve that problem, the appreciation that I get in return from them, you know, that's probably the most fulfilling is being able to, you know, really help, help all my clients. And, um, I try to have a, you know, a close relationship with all, with all of my clients and, you know, just let them know that, you know, I'm, I'm here for you, um, because you know, even in our sessions, you know, you know, they, you know, they're they're talking. Sometimes I'm like a I'm like their personal psychiatrist, and um, you know, when they come to me with different with different problems, and you know, I'm the person that that's there to be able to help them out, and that's just something that you know is just really fulfilling, knowing that you know I, I I get to wake up and you know really just impact their uh, their lives like that. That's probably I probably say that that's it. Okay. What about uh, what um, what type of personal training do you enjoy the most body transformation weight loss muscle gain uh stability like what is what is your favorite 
Honestly, jack of all trades, but what is your favorite or what, which one do you enjoy the most? Um, well, first and foremost, I do want to say I do feel like I'm, I, I am a jack of all trades. I'm, I'm not one of those trainers who, um, who has, you know, a certain, a certain body type that I'll only train, a certain ethnicity that I'll only train. You know, I train everyone and anyone. I welcome anyone to come, you know, to come work out with me. You ever train um, a dog? I, I have trained dogs, actually. <laughs> um, I've, taught, I've, taught, I've taught dogs how to roll. Um, how to jump, how to I hate bark you. properly. I really hate you. <laughs> I really hate you. <laughs> um, but um, but if if there was one if there was if there was one uh, area that I would say has been my uh, my favorite thus far, it's probably fat loss. Just because um, where where we are right now in America, uh, diabetes and and obesity numbers are are through the roof. Um, so you know more and more, I'm getting people that are coming to me. Um, looking for ways to lose fat. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's people that want to gain muscle as well, but, um, and, you know, I obviously help those people as well. But when I, um, when I can help someone, you know, shed 30, 40, 50 pounds of fat, just because like now they're, they're, they're feeling like, you know, maybe like the person that they were 10, 15 years ago, uh, because, you know, the age range of people that I, that I, that I train is also pretty vast. You know, I have, you know, I have some 18 year olds, but I have some 45 year olds who, you know, they, they may, may or may not have worked out in the last 15 to 20 years. So I'm, me. so I'm helping them, you know, get back to, you know, where they were, you know, maybe in their, in their heyday or, you know, may, uh, you know, maybe bring them back some confidence that they, you know, that they once lost. So that's just something that I would say, um, you know, feels, feels the best. Um, but once again, like I said. I don't want anyone to think that I that I'm not you know uh, I'm not going to take on other challenges. But if I have to say one that's my favorite, it's probably uh, my fat loss clients. Okay, um, going off of that, also uh, when it comes to finding clients, do you think it's harder to find new clients because of stereotypes or um, you know like fear of you know just admitting that they need help, or do you feel like retaining clients due to money or time constraints or just commitment um honestly i think i think it's all part of the business and um honestly that's that's probably um another thing that i i like about the business is that it's 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 not i I almost like the inconsistencies of it you know sometimes you know it is sometimes it, it can be hard to find clients um, just because you're always, and I tell people this all the time and people that, you know, that are in my circle, like know this, like I'm always looking for new clientele. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those people, I've always been a hard worker my whole life. And I take that into training as well. You know, whether, whether I'm on social media, looking for new clients, whether I'm, I'm doing Facebook ads, whether I'm doing, um, you know, Instagram promotions, whether I'm doing, um, you know, passing out business cards at Tempe marketplace, whether I'm going out and, you know, uh, you know, at, at the grocery store, you know, if someone comes to me and asks me a question about something, you know, uh, giving them giving them a business card and exchanging information, asking them if they're looking for you know a new a new personal trainer, I'm always I'm always on the hunt for for new clientele, and that's something that I feel like you know never stops. Um, but in terms of uh, retaining clientele as well, that's 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 just another part of the business because sometimes the thing with being a personal trainer is that you don't you don't control these people's funds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know if something happens um, and they need to they need to cut out some expenses, usually personal training is one of the first 
expenses to go. Facts. Um, so that so I, I understand that. So that's why whenever um, if I if I lose a clientele because of you know financial reasons, um, I completely understand. Just because you know um, I don't control people's funds, um, but I always let my clientele know um, that if you know if things change, you know the door is always open, and I'll always welcome welcome back clientele that, that I've lost for those reasons. I'll always welcome welcome them back. So um, I think it's all just part of the business, um, you know, the acquisition of clientele and then retaining them. Um, but I feel like I'm getting better and better at both parts. Um, and, you know, I've, I've said this to a lot of people about, about the business. It's all about growth and learning more and more about the business. You can you can never truly know enough. So, you know, in my room right now, I have I have different uh, different fitness books on there um, just because I just love to learn. And that's the reason why I do what I do now um, is because I am passionate about this, uh, about this line of work. I'm passionate about, about finding different ways to, you know, help, help, you know, in, uh, and facilitate muscle growth. I'm interested in, in, in learning different ways to shed fat or how, you know, someone's body, you know, if they're, you know, if they're a mesomorph uh, body type, you know, what kind of things can oh, I do? Big words. <laughs> what can I do as a, as a personal trainer to help? To help them, you know, lose fat versus someone that's an ectomorph, um, mm. or gain muscle, or you know, whatever it may be that you know, that they want to do. Um, I the, the the growth and the and the learning never stops. So that's that's one thing um, that I love about the about the business is just the fact that I can always learn more, and there's just more information out there, and I can continue to grow. So, so enough of this corporate bullshit and uh, really good communicational talk. Um, I know there's a few times and some stereotypes where people think that personal trainers just sleep with their clients. How hard has it been or is it um, or when you first started, you had the urge to to not cross that line of your money versus your your time with a client or clients? So um, (laughs) I did not tell him I was going to ask this, but I had to ask it. So when I first started doing this, that was one of the first rules that I that I, I put on myself is that um, you know to to take this 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 business serious, I've got to draw a line between um, what you know what's work and what's what's pleasure. So um, you know, has it been tough? I mean, yes. I mean, sometimes you know you'll get clientele that come in and they you know they have different expectations for you than what you expect for them. You know, your your goals might be to um, you know, help, help them in, in reaching whatever levels that they want to get to lift that new booty up. Yeah. But then, you know, they, they might have, you know, different goals and, uh, and yeah, so you kind of have to, you kind of have to, you know, find out how to, how to separate that. I mean, I've honestly lost a few clients that I've had to drop What a life. Um, because you know, that line has been crossed. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's tough, but, um, it's something that I, I, I definitely feel like is important as a trainer is to make sure that you, you know, you're not shitting where you eat mm. um, because that's something that I've learned, you know, um, you know, whether that be in the corporate world or even being in the gym, uh, not shitting where you eat is, uh, is definitely something that I feel like is important. So. Okay. When it comes to not just supporting of clients or like finding new clients, but like, you know, trainer to trainer in Phoenix, how has like the community been uh, as far as like, you know, hey, I have a client 
works across town, closer to you than me? Or is it kind of like, you know, a dog eat dog world and, you know, this is my client territory claim and <clears throat> how, how has it been working with other personal trainers? Um, honestly, in the, in the business, I mean, there are some, there is some, some ego that comes with, um, that comes with personal training just because, you know, you want to be responsible for, for someone's, you know, for someone's, uh, you know, someone attaining their goal. Um, and you know, I've, I've definitely ran into a lot of, uh, a lot of really cool, uh, trainers mm-hmm. in Scottsdale and Phoenix and Tempe area. Um, so I haven't had too many issues with, with any other trainers. Um, and I, you know, just try to learn from them. And honestly, like that's probably, that's probably what, what, what I would say is the, is the relationship that I have with, with any other trainers is I just try to find out what can I learn from them. Um, you know whether whether it be um, a different way to handle clientele, whether it be specifics of oh hey, have you ever tried to have someone you know do a bicep curl like this, or have you ever had someone try to do you know a dumbbell fly this way? Um, and I and then I take those take those things that I hear from them. I'm like oh okay, you know maybe 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 that's that's something that is a different method than I've used. You know let let me try it first um, and see how it is and then, you know, implement that for my clientele. Um, so yeah, I honestly haven't had too many issues with any other trainers, but, um, I have seen, um, from afar, there'd be some, some egos in the ego tripping. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's them. Uh, That's nothing to do with me because I know the person that I am, I'm going to continue to try and learn and try to, um, try to grow and try to, see if there's anything that I can do and learn from, from any of these other trainers because um, I have run into some, into some very successful trainers uh, in the Scottsdale area um, that, have, um, that have showed me some things in terms of like marketing or how to uh, reach more clientele. Um, and that's something that I, you know, I always cherish knowledge and information. And if you, if you know more than, more than I do about anything, it can be how to tie your shoes I'm, I'm definitely gonna, got I'm, you beating I'm gonna, that. I'm going to give it a listen. Um, Jordan actually doesn't wear shoes that have laces. Facts. So he doesn't know how to tie. Shout out to the Toms. <laughs> Shout out to everything else out there, damn it. So now you guys have an understanding of what Body by Audi is to my man and what his passion is about it and what his dreams are about it. So if you guys uh, personally need some fitness help, some fitness tips, some nutritional tips, make sure you guys go over to his page. He's taking new clients, like he said. If you guys know somebody who needs a trainer, you know, it's always good to just suggest it, request it, you know, just help each other stay healthy, man. But nonetheless, once again, you guys are learning a little bit about my man, Adi. And now we're going to go back into a little bit of his personal life and we're going to end it out. So without further ado, let's get back to it. And we're back for the third part of Say It Loud. It was an extended break, even though you guys won't be able to notice it because my man, Adi, is a robotic uh, growing machine, so he has to eat probably what every forty-five minutes or something crazy. Every two and a half hours. Every two and a half hours. So we just took an extended break so he could eat his little little protein snack. Um, but nonetheless, you know, body by body, um, definitely get with him. Like he said, it's it's not about how many clients, it's about how many people he um, you know is able to transform, translate, or just be a part of their growth and process. So that's awesome, and it's really dope. He's helped me out, even though I've been. 
in another state, you know, just calling him on the phone and he says all these words and I have to go Google them. Or, you know, he sends me like, hey, this is how you do this and this is how you do that type thing. So he's always been a good friend and I'm just happy to see him, you know, doing something he's passionate about. But just to wrap it up, uh, a few questions I had. Um, so besides training people, you also still do or did in the past um, weightlifting competitions or bodylifting competitions or so, um, I've Mr. Done, Sculpting, Mr. Universe? Which one is it? <clears throat> so I've done powerlifting competitions. Um, I've, d- I've now done two of them. Um, it's been a great experience. Um, and, and, and for anyone that's not familiar with the powerlifting world. Um, not at all. It's basically based on three lifts, um, squat, bench, and deadlift. And you basically lift as much weight as you can for one rep. There's judges that judge whether or not you, you perform the lift correctly. Um, and, yeah, it's been a great, great, a great experience. Um, I, did, um, I did my first one back in April of last year. Um, I actually got third place in the state of Arizona. Lit. Uh, um, and then I went to my second competition, um, which was a regional for the West Coast. And I got second place in the region. Um, and yeah, it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. Um, uh, just something that I wanted to do just because I still had that competitive, uh, passion, um, within me. So I wanted to compete in something, um, you know, after playing, you know, football and basketball and, you know, running track, uh, growing up. So yeah, it was a great experience. And, um, I'm honestly thinking about maybe possibly doing a physique competition, uh, but that's something that, um, I'm still you know, thinking about, but... Get that baby oil on that body. That body by Adi on stage. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, if, so if, if, any, if any of you wonderful ladies are trying to, are, are trying to volunteer to rub, rub oil on my body for this competition... Um, I baby will, oil and hairspray. And my, a, my DMs will be open. His DM box is just ready for the slide, ladies. But uh, no, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, but no, so what... Um, just personal goals, personal growth... Um, alongside, if you want to add it in with body by body, what's, what is the, what is the short term, um, yearly goal or the, by the end of this year, have you written out your next year? Like oh, we I talk a lot on the phone, you yeah. know, about like what, what's coming up, what, what's going on and things like that. So what, um, what, uh, what have you set for yourself? Well, um, not only am I, am I, uh, you know, constantly growing my, my in-person clientele, but I'm also growing my online clientele. So um, I wanted to get to 25 online clients. Um, that's something that I've written down. And um, honestly, I have, um, I have a notebook in my room that I actually look at every single day. that um, has a calendar in it um, because I like to set goals for myself and, and, and put, put days on the calendar of when I want to achieve these goals. Because I feel like when you just say something, um, if, you're not, if you're not holding yourself accountable to actually um, – you know, achieving that that goal by a certain day, it, it's it's almost it almost seems un, uh, unattainable. So um, yes, yeah, so I always mark mark days in the calendar of when I want to achieve a goal, whether it be oh when I first started, um, I wanted to reach ten clients by a certain time, and reach fifteen clients, reach twenty, twenty five, thirty, forty. Like it, it, that's something that I you know am, am always going to be doing is trying to. Um, uh, know achieve my goals at a certain time um but yeah you know i'd like to get you know 25 um 25 new online clients or 25 online clients in total um by uh summer of next year um that's something i feel like is very realistic for me to get 
Um, That's right. Them summer bodies is coming around. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, And then other goals I have, um, I am trying to launch some some apparel for Body by Audi. Um, I'm in the works right now of, uh, of, of figuring out, you know, some, you know, whether it be shirts, sports bras for my ladies or, 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 or gentlemen that are, you know, that, that, that are trying to rock the sports bras. That's, that's fine too. The Ezekiel um, Elliott kit. Yeah. If you try to, if you try to rock the Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, have your, have your belly button showing, um, I'll have that for you, uh, for you as well. But, um, so that's one of my goals. Um, and yeah, and honestly, just, just trying to continue doing what I'm doing and reaching more and more people. Um, for for anyone that follows me on Instagram, uh, I'm I'm always trying to you know teach, uh, whether it be workouts that I do um, or you know you know my Instagram stories. Always trying to showcase some of the, the things I have my clientele doing. Just so um, you know, if if anyone has any questions or if they're, if they're trying to learn something, that they can you know come to my page and um, and you know just learn and. Uh, I'm always appreciative of all the DMs that I get when people, you know, just, you know, even some people that I haven't seen or talked to in years and they have questions for me about certain things. And I'm always, I'm always ready to answer those questions because, um, you know, I'd rather them come to me than, you know, someone else. Facts be. And I feel like I'm a very um, approachable person. Um, So, yeah. When you um, are looking for motivation or inspiration in the fitness world or personal training world, is there a few names that come to mind or... Are you kind of just read the book and then, you know, you kind of just grasp the ideas and concepts yourself or like, what do you, who do you, or what do you use your model off of? Or who are you, you know, Um, most inspired by? Honestly, um, one, one page that I always find myself going to, uh, I I don't know if anyone that knows about the, the live fit apparel, um, but it's ran by uh, a guy in California named uh, Randall pitch. And he he's someone that I I always find myself you know listening to and going to his page and um, you know I feel like it's one of the, it's it's one of the best follows that that, that I've done um, just because he came from you know a, a you know a background of uh, of working hard and he you know he was a personal trainer and he took that into um, starting a brand of his own and now he's grown his brand into making millions of dollars and, you know, he's reaching many, you know, many people, uh, and he's, you know, motivating a lot of different people. Um, and honestly, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to reach as many people as possible, um, motivate the masses and he's done that. So that's definitely someone that I, um, you know, look up to. That's definitely someone that I, um, you know, try to, um, make, you know, mold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I respect that. So speaking about, you know, things that, you know, like you're passionate about and things that you love and stuff like that, um, marriage, a bae, uh, a girlfriend, a, a, you know, a lifetime fitness partner, um, you know, is it, it, I mean, obviously, you know, you're single right now. Yes. Um, you know, when do you think is the time or a balance or do you see this right now or is it kind of a, I'm working on myself kind of, you know. Well, um, I've always been been under the uh, under the impression that you know when you know whenever whenever God is ready for me to uh, to take that step in, in in my life that you know that I'll take it. Um, right now, I'm you know I'm in year one of me starting my you know running my own business. So it's uh, 
Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of get asked a lot, you know, uh, oh, are you dating? Are you dating anyone? You know, and so this on. This is before or after they're your clients. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm sorry. It's just um, a good setup. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, and I'm just trying to continue to better myself and continue to have my own self growth before I can give that to anyone else. Um, I do want to be married one day. You know, I do want to you know have you know have a family. You know, I do want all those things, but I'm not one of those people that you know thinks that there's a um, you know a, a backwards countdown and there's a clock ticking for me i feel like you know it comes for different people some people you know meet their significant other when they're 18 years old some people meet their significant their significant other when they're 30 so me so, like my like my boy jordan here uh, it's gonna take me another 10 years uh jazzy brown oh my god jasmine i know you listen to this just please let's just make this happen i'm about to be 27 in january <laughs> But um, so yeah, um, <laughs> I I feel like it'll it'll happen when you know when it's supposed to. But you know, segueing from the from the fitness thing, I I definitely do see myself being with someone that's active or someone that's um, you know that shares a similar passion to to what I do in terms of fitness. Um, just because I mean I'm, I'm I'm kind of devoting my my life to this. My my lifestyle is based around. Uh, trying to be a good, uh, good, a good role model in terms of you know fitness and you know keeping good nutrition, you know um, keeping good, good uh, you know uh, cardiovascular um, activities going, and um, you know the the person that I see myself me, uh, spending the rest of my life with is someone that also shares those passions. So okay, so Adi actually, and I'm trying to think back before I dig myself a hole, but. From what I can remember all the way back to season one, Adi is the first quote-unquote returner, actually, of this interview. But the first time he was on here, it was actually a written-in example rather than his voice. And we were talking about interracial dating. Um, For those who remember, um, we were talking about, um, you know, the experiences that people have had or, you know, the stereotypes or, you know, the world or society we live in now. And Adi was actually my... um, male model of a Nigerian man who dates interracially. So I kind of wanted, you know, just to touch on that just a little bit, man. Um, you know, just being in, you know, a city like Phoenix or going to U of A um, and being in such a large melting pot, um, you know, and, you know, being a man that does or enjoys currently, you know, the aspect of interracial dating. What a, what about it do you think has allowed you to open your mind up to dating others besides Nigerian or um so first and foremost um it, when when this topic gets brought up one thing i want people to understand listen is, is that you know just because you you know are willing to date outside your race doesn't mean that you have any type of self hatred for people of your own race <laughs> you're you know if you're a, if you're african or if you're black and uh, or white or, or whatever ethnicity um, and if you are willing to date outside your race that doesn't mean that I hate black women or a white man hates white women or you know uh, an Indian man hates Indian women um, all it means is that you are open to you know dating outside your race and, and you fell in love with somebody yeah, else um, you know love has no color mm. so um, but you know being uh, 
you know, being someone of, 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 of Nigerian heritage, you know, my parents definitely um, would like me to be with a Nigerian woman. A Yoruba woman? A Yoruba woman. Um, that's something that, uh, that they don't hide. They, you know, and <laughs> it's, you know, but it, it, that's not very different than, you know, a lot of other, um, you know, a lot of other ethnicities, you know, I know, you know I have different, um, you know, Vietnamese friends that, you know, their parents would like to see them with a Vietnamese woman or certain, um, Indian men who their their parents would like to see them with an, with an Indian woman, right? Um, and you know, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um, because that doesn't mean that you have any hatred for anyone else. It's just that sometimes you know some people would would rather see their children, you know, keep the bloodline strong and and whatnot. But um, for someone in, in my position, um, you know, going to high school at North High, and you know, there was uh, mainly uh, minorities at our school, so that's all I was really you know, open to, um, you know, whether it be, you know, black women or, um, you know, Latina women, um, Hispanic women, um, that's just what, you know, we had in high school. So then, you know, going off to college, you know, going to Kansas and then going to U of A in Tucson, um, and in Tucson, uh, (laughs) there definitely is, um, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of white women out there <laughs> to say <that>. Starbucks. <laughs> um, to be to be honest, there it, it definitely is snowing out there. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! So <laughs> so going so going to college and you know I, I I've talked to a lot of my friends about this. My eyes were my eyes were open to you know uh, other races and. Um, you know, then, you know, I, I started dating white women and started dating women that were mixed with all, a bunch of different things. And, um, yeah, that, it just opened my eyes like, oh, my God, there's, there are other ethnicities out there. Like, there's other, you know, like, I'm not, um, I'm not confined to this little box. And I feel like that's really, that's really all it's about. It's about, it's about opening your eyes and, and giving everyone a chance. Um, me not saying, oh, I, I only want to be with a Nigerian woman. It's I want to be with whatever woman that, you know, has the values that I am looking for and that, you know, I, I can see myself spending, you know, a, a long time with. Those are the things that I feel like should be more important than, okay, is this person my same ethnicity? Um, so, yeah. Last question about this and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hot seat. But uh, you know how we talked about earlier with your parents, you know, not supporting football, at, American football at first. Right. Um, and, you know, that honor and all that stuff. Do you ever feel nervous or scared that they wouldn't attend your wedding or family members would not shun but steer away if you didn't um at least my parents which honestly um as I've gotten older like uh, that I mean I know that uh just just the same thing uh, as with football um even if they don't agree with it they're gonna you know, my parents are going to, are, are going to stand behind me. That's love. And that's something that once again, like I love my parents for, um, you know, if, even if they don't agree or think that, you know, I, that I should be with whoever, whoever, whoever I'm with, they're going to trust me that, you know, this person is someone that I've, um, you know, obviously care about and they care about me. And that's really all my parents care about mm. is if the person that I, that I choose to spend, to spend, uh, spend life with is, you know, are they a good person? You know, do they, you know, do they have similar values? Because the thing is that what, what people don't realize is that values don't have a race. Like, it's not like one race only has these values. It's like, if you have good values, 
You're a good person. You're a good person, and if you're a good person, you you can be a good person despite whatever ethnicity or race that you're you know that you are. So those are things that I feel like are more are more important. Uh, so that's what so that's what I want people to think of. Anyone that's listening to this podcast, if you are you know being being pressured by your by your family to pick a certain ethnicity, don't don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not about what what ethnic background that they have. It's about you know what values you know does that individual have. And, you know, are they a good person? And at the end of the day, um, if they are, then you'll be with that person despite whatever ethnicity they are. Okay. 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 Well, hey, look, man, I always do a uh, end segment to the episode before I hand it over the stage for you to just lay it out, anything you want to talk about or anything. But I want you to write a letter to a business owner, body by body and whatever, you know, the future endeavors may be named. But um, he now owns... Um, multiple location gyms and I want you to write a letter to all your clients that started with you that are still here to this day and uh, you know kind of your supporters and all that stuff so go for it like speak through a letter wow Um, well um, I just want to thank I just want to thank everyone that has been with me from the very beginning Um, the the, the love I've gotten, the support I've gotten from, from everyone is um, almost over, uh, overwhelming. Um, I can't say enough uh, how much I appreciate everyone. Thank you for the people that um, you know that saw what I was doing and wanted to be a part of it. Um, it really means a lot. Um, this is like, like I've told a lot of different people. This is only the beginning. I hope to continue to grow. I, I hope I you know continue to motivate people. I hope I can continue to. Um, spread love and positivity to all all those that are out there you know despite whatever country you're in whatever language you speak um, you know feeling feeling love and feeling feeling uh, you know admiration or feeling um, like you can chase your passion is something that you know knows no language so uh, for all for all those people out there thank you I appreciate you I I love you all Um, and just stay tuned for everything that uh, that I have in store. My man Adi, Mr. Adi, Body by Adi. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. The floor Absolutely. is yours. You know, shout out anything you want. How do we keep up with you? How do we get to the website? How do we grab apparel? How do we stay connected with Mr. Adi Mola? So um, follow me on Instagram um, at Body by Adi. That's B O D Y B Y A D E. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Body by Adi. Um, I, I'm going to have a YouTube channel coming soon, which will also be Body by Adi. Um, go, you can go on my website for anyone that's looking uh, to get a consultation or come in um, for, um, you know, for a trial period. Um, it's bodybyadi.com or .org, .net, .co. I bought all of them. Lit. Um, <laughs> flex. Super flex. So, um, you know, just uh, go to the website and uh, you, can, you can contact me. Um, and come in and, and for anyone that's, that's not in Arizona, that's looking for an online trainer. Um, I do have spots open for online training as well. Um, and yeah, uh, anyone, anyone that just wants to contact me and has any questions about anything that has to do with fitness or just life or just needing advice about anything can, can, uh, can, can, can DM me. My, like I said, my DMs are always open. Um, slide in them. And, and yeah, thank you, Jordan, for giving me this opportunity. Um, and now I'm about to head to the gym and go uh, try to impact some lives.
Once again, you heard it first from my man, Mr. Adi Mola and Body by Adi. This is your host, Boogie the Beast. Make sure you guys let everybody know about this podcast, about this movement, and about what we got going on. Or get left in the dirt. But never forget, guys, stay black and stay woke. Until next time.